0: Out of the ashes, you will rise. If you feel sad, lost, depressed, finances are in the gutter, social life, you're lonely. Out of the ashes, you will rise. Here in my garage, invest in yourself. Always be curious. Don't be a cynic. Sleeping on a couch in a mobile home with only $47 in my bank account. When everything's burnt to the ground, when you're sad, lost, and depressed, and everything's at rock bottom, you get to rebuild the exact and precise way you want the damn thing rebuilt. Health, wealth, love, happiness, each of these four goals. In case you missed the last episode, make sure you go back and check it out. Here's what went down. Sometimes you wanna push a product because you think it's important for people even if they don't want it. So sometimes people don't know they want it until they get it. What you gotta find is what to lead with. They might like the inspirational stuff and then the book club just comes with it. So you're still doing the book club, but like when they land on the landing page, what's the main thing you're talking about? That's what you have to test with. coming up today. No, if it's one of those times when there's potential but it's going to be a little bit hard, there's where you increase your stickability. And you stick by innovating, get creative, don't bang your head against the wall. Whatever you've been trying, that's not working. Try something else. God, that's the simplest advice that nobody follows. Welcome to today's podcast. I thought I would just talk about something um interesting today. I had dinner with Steve Ballmer before the Clippers game. Talked to him for about an hour at dinner, he and I. Maya was there for a little bit, my cousin. And uh, if you don't know who Steve Ballmer is, he made $20 billion. That's his current net worth. He was the uh, guy that Bill Gates brought in as the CEO after Bill Gates and Paul Allen co-founded Microsoft. Steve Ballmer was kind of a third guy there and rose to you know becoming CEO. Those three combined have over $100 billion net worth. So as you could imagine, there was a lot of listening and not a lot of talking on my part. And little side note, make sure that's your number one go-to move when you have dinner with guys like that or any type of meeting. Speak less, listen more. And uh, I'll give you three things that I learned from Steve Ballmer. Now, some of them, are, 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 I'll, I'll say it this way, three things you can take away from meeting, meeting with Steve Ballmer. Number one, it wasn't an interrogation. And when you get the opportunity to meet amazing people, make sure you don't turn into interrogation. We mostly talk basketball. I mostly t- let him lead the conversation because in my experience, and this is where people go wrong, especially when it comes to mentors, and people you want to learn from, they try to get too much too fast. My goal is I've gotten to know Steve Ballmer a little bit and now, obviously, a little bit more over the last six months, maybe. And I'd like to form a long term, you know, friendship with him, possibly over time. I don't know if it'll work out. He's a pretty busy guy. But I think the mindset that I just want to remind myself and share with you is man, it's so easy to just go in and see it as a one-time event. No, this is the last time I'm ever going to talk to him. i got to get everything and interrogate him. And number, they won't open up, first off. And you eradicate and eliminate any chance that they'll ever want to hang out with you again. So most of our talk was about things that I know he cares about. Clippers, he's the owner of the Clippers. He bought them for a couple billion dollars. So we talked about basketball, okay? Number two takeaway, um, Just a little, (laughs) this may not be super fascinating to you, but at this point in life, I really believe in the power of traveling and being the creativity that comes from traveling. So, when I'm there with Steve Ballmer, he said something to me relatively profound. He goes home almost every night after a Clippers basketball game, and he lives in Seattle. So, obviously, you know, now once, you know, sometimes I, well, usually domestically I use a private jet that I charter now. But before, you know, I didn't have any money and couldn't do that. And that isn't always completely possible. But the takeaway that's practical for almost anybody, take quick trips, get out of your environment, get out of your element. It could be as simple as, you know, taking the car and drive 50 miles away to a small town, get a hotel room, do some work. The power of creativity from short trips is extremely underestimated. In fact, it's not talked about at all. I feel like I'm one of the only people talking about it. But if you can't get a jet, you can't jet back to your bed after going. You know, I think Donald Trump, they say, does the same thing. You know, um, Don't feel like all your trips have to be these big, planned-out vacations. Just take little quick jaunts out. And so that was just a reinforcement for me to say, you know, he's willing to do a, a travel trip just for a day or two or less, or an afternoon. So I think that one of the things, you know, I launched this program called The Travel CEO, and that's one of the things I'm telling people. Have a home base and then have a few places you go to more often. Travel more. Enjoy life more. Everybody always talks about just grind and work, and that's a necessity. It's not an objective. People confuse necessities with objectives. Gas is necessary to fuel your car, but you don't try to figure out how you can put more gas in. The goal is, in fact, a more fuel-efficient car that takes less gas, or eventually maybe Elon Musk gets his way. It'll be, you know, solar. So, um, yeah. Get out there, travel, make money, have fun, be more efficient, think more, do less, listen more, do less, work half as hard and get twice as much done. Now, the third takeaway, I asked him one business question towards the end and I'll put the video uh, on YouTube. I put a little bit of it on Snapchat today. But he said something I thought was just, Really relevant, Not even if you're not an entrepreneur and you're watching this, I said to no. I said, Steve, you know, I've got a question for you. I've, been, I've had different businesses, different ventures, different projects, and sometimes they feel like they plateau. Is that a sign I should stop and move on? And I said, look, man, I know this is a generic question. The variables can be infinite. What is your opinion? And he said to me, he said, well, I'll give you my overall philosophy tie. My overall philosophy is people don't have enough stickability. Well, actually, let me step back. First, he asked me a very interesting question. He said to me, he said, listen, Ty, what do you think the potential is of the venture? And I've got different ones going on. And so I thought of one of them and I said, well, he said, do you think it can grow? Because I said to him, should I just kind of retire from it and put a CEO in and let them just maintain the business? He said, do you think it can grow? And I said, yes, it's got a lot of potential to grow. So that was the key factor because once I said, has a lot of potential to grow, he said to me, okay, well then let the damn thing grow. And then he said, do you think you can find a leader beside yourself? And he was very emphatic on this word leader, which I think is often forgotten. You are the leader of your business. And he said, you know, as the leader, can you easily replace yourself? I said, well, probably not. He said, yeah, that's usually true. A lot of times it's hard to find somebody that has your exact vision and can grow it. So he said, well, based on those answers you gave me, Ty, and I knew the answer. I said, I should probably stick with it, shouldn't I? He said, yes. And he said he's found different examples of businesses that he said didn't they didn't stick. He said when Bill Gates, Paul Allen, and he was wor- were working on Microsoft, there was another competitor called Lotus One Two Three. But he said they had no stickability. I said, what does that mean? Is that just persevering? Because sometimes I've worked too hard on the wrong thing. It's kind of like a relationship. Sometimes you date somebody that you should have given up on long ago. He said, well, you know. He said, that's the question, Ty, that I have as the owner of the Clippers. Do I let the thing, you know, we wanna win a championship. If we don't win a championship, do I replace the players? Do I replace the coaches? And he said, it's not as simple as that. And he's right. Can't just always, firing people doesn't always solve the problem. So he said, you know, this is something he thinks about as an owner. And there's no cut and dry answers, but he said his general philosophy, In his observation of building almost the largest company in history is, you know, people give up too easily. And I think the caveat there, if you're listening, the key thing, because I think that message could sometimes help and sometimes hurt you. Are you doing something that has potential to grow? Because I think my philosophy is oftentimes entrepreneurs stick with it too long and work too hard. And that's why I said – the key delineating factor that separates whether you should stick to it or not is is the thing a going thriving entity? You know, and and, so, and it's just reached a plateau. And he said, then you gotta innovate out. So you could kind of think of it as a fork in the road. you got to answer a question before you go left or you go right. Left represents giving up. Right represents sticking with it and continuing to innovate, rethinking the product, rethinking what you're doing. He said, and this applies, like I said, to relationships. I think this applies to every area. Are you working out, your diet? Is the thing showing signs of potential? If the answer is no, then I think you go left and you kill the project. If you just see there's no end game. It's like a relationship. Sometimes you're dating someone you're like, you know what? There is no way that I want to be with this person for the next 10 years. And you know that one month in. Well, then go left. Quit it. But if the relationship has potential and there's only some issues, like maybe they live far away or you're arguing or something like that and you see potential, then he says stick with it. And I think that applies as on you and I, personal life, lifting weights, happiness, business, making money, jobs, all these things. Some people quit too soon. Some people quit too slow. Ask yourself, and you got to go deep with that gut. Listen to yourself deep down. You usually know, and I'm not always a big believer in gut. Our intuition, our gut, if you understand evolutionary psychology, there's something called mismatch theory, which basically says our gut was developed under different environments, like simpler times. Now we live in a complex economy and all this. So he said, Look, I mean, so I'm saying, this is something that the gut can usually answer well. This is an example where gut works. You know, if you break your leg, you look down at your leg and your gut's like, Yep, there's something wrong. That's something where the gut is very good. The gut's not so good on complex factors like my gut feeling says this economic policy is going to be good for us. Yeah, economic policy, raising the, you know, interest rates, <laughs> the Federal Reserve, that's beyond the scope of our intuition. We can't freaking know that. No way. Your intuition has no power over complex subjects like that. You can't, you know, I know nothing about the country of Albania. My c- gut can't tell me what investments would work out for me in Albania. You got to use logic there. But things like relationships, businesses that you're intimately uh, you know, involved in, you see them. Then you go with your gut. Does this thing have potential? No potential, move the hell on. Lots of potential, but hard? Stick with it. And one of the things that Maya took away that he said... She and was, she was there about half the time, he, he said, oftentimes it's the hard things that make a lot of money. And it reminded me of Elon Musk. You get paid in proportion to the difficulty of problems you solve. And, and that stuck with me. So, think long and hard on the balance between giving up and sticking to it. Know if it's one of those times when, you know... There's potential, but it's gonna be a little bit hard. There's where you increase your stickability. And you stick by innovating. What do I mean? Well, get creative. Don't bang your head against the wall. Whatever you've been trying, that's not working. Try something else. God, that's the simplest advice that nobody follows. Thing, it doesn't mean you gotta quit the whole venture, but your tactics must change. Think about military. You know, the story of Hannibal, you know, He was supposed to attack from one way, but he innovated. He got some elephants and he went around the other way and the enemy didn't expect it. That's innovating, you know? So you have to think about that in your business, in your life. Let's say you got a job. It's a nine to five. Let's say you're an entrepreneur. Things ain't working out too well. You expected you'd be making 20 grand a month. You're making 10 grand. Ask yourself, is there potential to make 20 grand? If you can innovate, the answer is yes, then stick to it, sit in a chair, go on a quick travel trip to increase your creative juices, come back, make this shit work. But, 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 if there ain't no way that what you're doing is going from 10 to 20 grand a month and you want 20 grand a month, and there ain't no way in practicality that the potential's there. maybe. The company you're working for, they ain't never giving you a raise to double your salary. Or maybe the business just doesn't have enough potential customers to ever make 20 grand. Then stop. Move on. So reminds me of that Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, that prayer they have. You know, the what it, how does it go? Help me to have it's the serenity prayer. You know, something like, God grant me the, the patience to deal with things that. I can't change and the strength, I, I'm butchering this, I'm butchering it. I should look it up, but it's late at night and I'm recording this, you know, and give me the courage to change the things that I can and give me the wisdom to know the difference between that. That's one of my big takeaways. But I like that his overall philosophy, especially as you become a little more advanced of an entrepreneur, for those of you listening, once your business starts making a million bucks a year, it's or five million or ten million, it's shown that there's signs of potential, right? So that's where the stickability, and I've said this. It was fascinating. <clears throat> there was ta- I was talking to a guy. Who was this guy? Man, I just spoke down at the Traffic and Conversion Conference in San Diego. I, I spoke at the pre-party, not at the actual conference. But then I walked around the conference. Lots of people nowadays recognize me from social media. So a guy came up to me, and he said, Ty, I heard something you said about a business, and I was about to give up on it. And I stuck with it because I saw there was potential, but I was just being a little weak-willed and was afraid of the hard work. And I forget what he was making, three and a half million or something. I think it was an e-commerce guy selling on Amazon, something. But it was a great story. He almost—he said, I almost gave up on this damn thing before I made my first million. So yeah, I hope that was helpful. Interesting guy. We talked about the Clippers, we talked about Magic Johnson being the Lakers' new GM, or I think she's the GM head of whatever. I know Jeannie Bus, the owner of the Lakers, so I haven't had, I don't know her super well, but I had dinner with her last year and talked to her a few times at Laker games. And so I'll be interested to see how Magic Johnson, Steve Ballmer said, well, I don't know how good Magic John. you know, no one's perfect at picking the draft picks, but he said, boy, Magic Johnson is charismatic, so... He'll be able to convince some players to go over. So, um, yeah, be pretty cool to own a basketball team, wouldn't it? Two billion. <laughs> you and I just got to save up two billion to be able to get our own sports team. He said he learned. It's interesting. He said he learned from before he bought it. He learned from Paul Allen because Paul Allen owns the Portland Trailblazers and the Seahawks football team. So that's what I mean about mentors. Steve Ballmer went into this game all having already learned the wisdom passed down for others. Never underestimate, never underutilize it. Whether it comes in a book, whether it comes in a podcast, whether it comes from in-person dinners, go out, work less, but be more efficient. Again, you'll still have to put in hard work, but you don't need to put, you can't put in 18 hours a day your whole life. I mean, you can, But what kind of life is that? And I'll leave you on this last thing that I've always admired of Steve Ballmer. Years ago, before I ever met him in person, he said that he was on some MSNBC show and they said to him, Steve, you got this great work-life balance you're known for. How'd you do it? And he said, well, I had an Excel spreadsheet. And I would just say this many days of the month, I'm gonna spend time with my kids. And tonight, when I was at dinner with him, he said, I fly down to Clippers games, every game, with one exception, when my son has a basketball game and his son is a high school senior last year and a football player too. And I thought that was, that was cool. See, you can have it all. You can have your cake and eat it too. Steve Ballmer made 27 or 28 billion dollars while still having a great relationship with his family he says he goes on the treadmill 90 minutes, I think, a day. You've got to health, wealth, love, and happiness. It can't just be wealth. It can't just be health. It can't just be love. It can't just be happiness. You need all of them, trust me. Ignore the people that oversimplify life and just tell you, oh, to be happy, just go inward, or oh, you know, all you need is money. You need it all. Life is like a soup. You can't just have one ingredient in a good soup. You need a little salt, a little broth, Little chicken, little noodles, right? That makes good chicken noodle soup, not just broth, not just chicken. So, until next time, hopefully this was somewhat helpful. I need to get back my podcast game. Got so much going on. I'm headed to Norway, I think, on Friday. So I'm gonna do my. I, th- I think I'm gonna do a shorter trip than I planned. I'm gonna try these little quick jaunts. That's what I call them—quick trips. Well, it'd be like Paris Hilton. I'm gonna. Patent that word, trademark that word. Quick trip, innovation trips, imagination trips. By the way, just check my Snapchat. For all you older people that don't do Snapchat, get with the game. <laughs> old people, old older people, anyone over 25, don't pride yourself on, well, I'm older, I don't keep up with the times, come on, man. People were saying that in the 19, early 1900s about cars. Oh, I don't keep up with it, now it's ubiquitous. You don't have a car, you know, unless you're Amish or something. So get with the social media game. Figure it out. If it's too hard for you to figure that's what I tell people sometimes. The things that people struggle with, I'm like, you ain't never going to make any money. You struggle with downloading a free app and figuring it out and a seven-year-old can figure it out, how are you ever going to make any money? Steve Ballmer's talking about hard problems, you know? Elon Musk is trying to put man on the moon, and he's over 25. He's figuring out technology, and he may be smarter than you and I, but that's much smarter. Certainly not that much of a magnitude. For those of you, oh, I don't do social media. Well, get with the game. (laughs) What do you want to be? People throughout history that would drag their feet at any new innovation? Get with the game. Get with the game. Download all the apps, Insta, Twitter, Snap, Facebook, YouTube. You need them all, okay? I'm serious on that. People are just like, Hi, what do you attribute some of your success to? Well, some of it's luck, some of it's skill, but I would attribute a lot of it to open-mindedness and catching new trends. You know, people get butt hurt about some of the stuff I'm doing. They're like, oh, you got lucky. Well, there's a lot of truth to that. Like Warren Buffett says, if you're born healthy, you're lucky as hell. But some of it is catch the trends, get with the program. Catch the trends. I was one of the first, first uh, people to use YouTube advertising. This sh- the thing had been out for years, no one used it, I used it, okay? And I've missed a lot of trends. I'm not gonna, see, I'm not gonna pretend I've always caught all the trends, but I'm, as much as I'm saying this to you, I'm saying it to myself, catch the trends. The trends is social media, it's not even new. You want other people to beat you to it? Well, they're gonna bank account's gonna beat you too their happiness, their ease of business. It's a powerful tool. Get on there. If you want to follow me, follow me or follow whoever you look up to, but get on there and use it, okay? With that said, good night. I'm headed to bed. It's 3.30 in the morning. If you want the chance to enter into one of my free giveaways, here's all you have to do. Number one, subscribe. To my podcast and then secondly leave an honest review of my podcast what do you think of it all right i pick random reviewers to win either an iphone 7 a gopro black a macbook air ipad kindle and then i've been doing these uh once a month free car giveaways giving away a mustang or camaro to one random social media follower podcast followers are entered into that too so You'll get your free chance to enter. Just leave an honest review and make sure you subscribe to my podcast. All right. I hope you win one of the giveaways. Talk to you soon. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast in iTunes or wherever it is you like to listen so that you don't miss out on any new episodes as they come out.